0: And it's just the base, it's the springboard for our discussion. But we will look at it inside. Number one, Itmar, <laughs> the Gemara says it was told. <laughs> Rabbi Yoisi, the son of Rabbi Min said, That we do every day. Who instituted it, the Ovis. In other words, not only the Ovis davened, but they were massacring the tefillahs. The reason that we daven today is, is an institution already founded by the others, which therefore may mean that even throughout generations before we got the Torah, while the Gidim were in Mitzrayim, they may have had this tradition. You've got to daven three times a day. It says in Tehillim, Edev I will speak to the Abish the evening, morning, and afternoon. And David HaMelech was before the first base Hamikdash. By Daniel, a little bit later, by Daniel as well, who was in between the two Bote Mikdash's, he mentions as well that I daven three times a day. So apparently it's a tradition going way back when to it comes from the others. Rabbi Yeshu Levi disagrees. He said it started much later. Omri um, says tefillis, you know who made the tefillis knege t'midin tiknum? They were mesak them corresponding to the karbonus. Meaning it didn't start till the beginning of the second Beis HaMikdash. When there were a group of chachomim known as the Anshei Knessus Hagadolah, the men of the great assembly, 120 of them. And many of them were prophets, the greatest people of the time. They were the ones that enacted davening three times a day. They made it a chiv, they were mesak it. And the reason they did it was Knegid the Karbonus. It's funny, it seems like according to B'Shul ben Levi, it only became a mitzvah after the second Beis HaMikdosh was uh, set up, was built. That's when the Antje Knesset mm. really made all of their Tarkhanus. How many? Three two, two, two. So, so it's, right, exactly. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna see that all in just a moment. So it's just interesting that, you would think if davening corresponds to the Carbonus, they would have made it during Golos, when there aren't any Carbonus. But that's actually not historically what happened. It was Dafka when there were Carbonus, when the second base of was up and running, that there was a takona maybe so t- that all the Yiddin should feel uh, you know, involved and connected to the Carbonus that were going on. So we daven three times a day. Now, how do we get to three? We're gonna see in a moment. Says the Gemara, no, I, I, I what should, we should be and Levi gonna do with the fact that David Amelik says I daven three times a day? Now, that, that too was personal, uh, his personal thing, or even if some did daven three times a day, like Daniel says, it was not uh, an obligation. There was no Takona. There was no, there was no official Maise um, Act that one had to fulfill until the Knezak Dela came on the scene, and they were massacring. they instituted it, right? They made an institution. Who was it that said that marriage is a great institution? But who wants to live in an <laughs> institution, right? Okay, Tanya says the Braise, We learned to Braise similar to Rabi bravi chanino, the opinion number one. Tanya Levi, and we learned to Bryce like a second opinion. Ta- and, and the Gemara elaborates. Tanya Kavos bravi We have a Bryce like opinion number one. Avram Tick and chakras. Shachris, established Shachris. Shenemar, as the Posuk says in Vayera, Vayashkei Avram baBeiker Avram woke up in the morning, El makim to the place Asher omad shom that he had stood there. What does it mean he had stood there? Yeah. The ein amido elotfila standing means to daven. Shenemar, as it says in Tehillim, Vayamid pinchas pinchas stood vayefalul and he davened. Doesn't so, vayama, p- means something else? It right. Means ploys and yeah or you not son beflilim right it means it means judgment that's right so there's numerous translations over here, over here. this price learns by follow this tzilla but you're right By I follow can also come from the word plilim which is a justice yes Yitzchak tickin tfilas <laughs> mincha Yitzchak established mincha shenem mart says in chai Yitzchak Yitzchak went out to speak in the field lift noise out of towards evening and what do you think Sikha is? He was having a discussion with someone. No, the ain't Sikha Elotfilla. Sikh is Davani. Shinemar tfilla the oni that to the poor man Kiyato Vlifne Ashem Ishbech Sikha before God he pours his speech. That's Davani. Yankiv tikent fila sarvis. <laughs> it says in today's chumish Vajivka Bamokim, he he encountered the place. Which can either mean Bamakum is the Abishta or it means the place. We'll come back to that. The place of uh, he and encountered the place of Yerushalayim, although he wasn't in Yerushalayim, as rashi gives the whole uh, historical background but vayal and shaman he rested there the ain't pegia encounter means here means dive in it says in yumi over and you yumi don't daven for the eden about don't daven on their behalf out could be do not urge or entreat me says god so that's the end of the first brisa. Okay, it supports Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina. Note that the Gemara doesn't ask what will Rabbi ben Levi do with it. Rabbi Levi with opinion number two. The Gemara does not ask what will he do with the Brysa. Note that in the back of your mind, continues the Gemara. V'tanya, but we do have a Kavasa, Rabbi ben Levi, like Rabbi Levi. It says in the Brysa, and here it elaborates about davening corresponding to the Karbonis. Miprema omru, why did they say? The Anchikness Sagdaila. Tfilosah Shahr Ad Khatsoas that Shachris goes till midday. Shahade Thomid Shall Shachar because the morning Thomid Karvahlik Ad Khatsois. That's the same um time parameters of the morning Tumid. Rabbi Yuhuda Aymer Ad Arba Shoy, Shabihudah says no, you can only daven until a third into the day because t- according to his opinion, the Thomid Shall Shachar, Karvahlik Ad Arba Shoi is only till four hours. And by the way, the Gemara says that in that regard, the aloha follows Rabbi Yehuda. It really only goes till four hours to get the Zaman Tefill, a fill in its proper time. After four hours, you get the mitzvah of davening, but not Davning in its right time. And even that only goes till Chatzayis. Daven shachos after Chatzayis, that's a, a problematic issue, but one, uh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> why does mincha go till evening we pasken that mincha goes till evening now erev is a very ambiguous term what does meaning evening mean does that mean shkia does that mean says there's a very long shagas aria, a long shagas Siman simon where he oh he uh, he flips this over like a pancake exactly the different opinions is it till eve is it what does erev mean it's an ambiguous term does it mean sundown does it mean when the stars come out but either way why does mincha go until that point because the afternoon tomid right there were two tmidim two lambs that were shechted every day one in the morning and one in the afternoon the afternoon is till the evening Rabbi Yehuda Omer, I agree that the davening follows the afternoon Talmud, but I say you can only daven till Plag Mincha, which is about an hour and a quarter before evening, because Talmud shalt Ben Arbayim, Korav Hailech, Ad Plag Mincha, because he holds that's when the Talmud goes to. Well, Mepneima, Omru Tzfilus Ha'erev, Ein Lo Keva, the the the, the Bishnu says that Mairev has no Keva, no established time, you can daven the whole night. By the way, I will tell you, there's a major machlekas. We know Kriyishma of evening. You're supposed to say before Chatsoyis Laila, before midnight. That's what the chachomim say in the first Mishnah in Shas. chachomim say till Chatsoyis, somewhere Machmir like that, Lechatchila to say Kriyishma before the middle of the night, before Chatsoyis Laila, which is right now, just after just after midnight. And B'di'eved, okay, you could say it until dawn. If you're a mamish and oinus, mamish and oinus, you could say it till sunrise. That's Krishma of the night. The Shail is what about Mayriv? Is Mayriv also to be done before Chatzos? In other words, let's say uh, you know, if it's 10 minutes before Chatzos, do you have to quickly dive in Mayriv to get Mayriv in before Chatzos as well? Or it's only Kriyishma. It's only Many hold it's only Khrishma have to be before Chatzos, because Krishma is a mitzvah de it, and uh, we're worried if you're going to push it off after midnight, you'll fall asleep and you'll miss the whole boat. Whereas when it comes to Mayriv, which anyways davening's a in addition we're going to see Mayriv of Many hold there's no hakpada of chatsoy slaila by Mayriv. and actually there's a. There's, it becomes a big debate. There's going to be a minion davening 12:30 in the middle of the night. There's a minion myriv. Is it better to daven Mayriv before then if you're up anyways, right? If you're up anyways. Is it better to daven Mairev before midnight, or is it better to daven with a minion after midnight? And um, we we may see what, what that boils down to. But according the Mishnah does say Arvis ain lo keva has no keva has no established time." That definitely sounds like you can go a whole night. It sounds like from the loose Loshan, ain't lo keva," you can go a whole night. But why Taka, Why Taka Mairev Is you know is uh, loose? Shahadeh, says the Bricea, Avarim Updorim, the limbs and the fats. shaloinis aklu mi A carbon has to be shechted and the blood sprinkled while the sun is in the air, before sundown, before Shkia. And if you do that, the carbon works. The ikir is the zrikas hadam, the throwing the blood on the Mizbayach. The limbs of the oil and the fats of all the carbonas, if you don't bring them on the mizbeach, the carbon still works. And the evaram or the limbs and the uh, the pedorum, the fats, if they weren't consumed on the mizbeach before nightfall, kraven b'halchem kolad, you can do it the entire night. The halach is that you know, as long as before dawn you get those limbs or the fats on the mizbeach, it's good. Once it's alois it's too late, and it's just nicer. You have to and you have to burn it, but not on the mizbeach. But if it's before Alay Hashachar, you still have an opportunity to put the limbs and the fats on top of them as ber. So therefore, Lyla, therefore, Ma'irav as well is very loose. Yeah. That's what the b'risa says. Now, so the Gemara brought one b'risa for the Bishub and Levi, one b'risa for Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Chanina. Funnily, funnily, the, <laughs> intriguingly. The Gemara only asks the second brice which supports Rabbi Shulben Levi. What will Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina, do with it? And the Gemara says, "Nameot haveit Yufsa." This should be an upshlag, Rabbi Yosi, but Rabbi so, because he says it's from the Avos. So, Amaloch, Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Chanina, nah, you got it wrong. La Oylam, Eimaloch. Of course, Tefilas Avos mm-hmm. Tikkun. Of course, the Avos made it. But v'Smechu Rabban and Akabonis, he says, of course, the Ovis were mesak in the tefillas. But, you know, the Ovis didn't make 18 brachas. The Ovis didn't make a nusuch. Right. They didn't set up exact times when the Anshek and Nesra set up an exact nusach of daven, How many brachas? Right? And they made all the halachas of tefillah. So then they said, you know, when should you daven avrom Shemone Esra? We're going to hinge it and pattern it after the, 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 after the karbonis. Right, other. right. So, so it sounds like from the Gemara, that Rabbi Yehoshib Rabbi Chanina holds of this… Uh, um, They're not arguing. What, no, no, no. no. From the Gemara, it's Rabbi Yehoshib Rabbi Chanina believes there's two elements. There's a word. What's the, what's the word? There's an English word. Um, uh, it, it'll lose me. Anyhow, but he's, he's uh, linking the two together. The Ovis made it. The Chachamim, they linked it to the Davening. But that? the Gemara doesn't say that Rabbi Shul Ben Levi agrees to both elements. Because Rabbi Shu'abin Levi said it's only corresponding to the Kabonis. The Gemara brought a Brysa about the Ovis, and the Gemara didn't challenge Rabbi Shu'abin Levi from the first Brysa, like I pointed out. It only challenges Rabbi Yoishi Rabbi Chanina, who said the Ovis from the Brysa about the Kabonis. And the Gemara said, You're right, Rabbi holds its two elements. It doesn't say the same thing about Rabbi Shu'abin Levi. Although the Tzemach Sedek points out in his um, on Gemara, that he believes that really they both hold of both no no wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> not so fast not so fast i'll tell you the the raya they both hold of both is the fact that the gemara doesn't use the always price to knock off rabbi shuban doesn't even ask a question it sounds like and label said yeah of course the office not no but mistaken. the office weren't mistaken it that's the debate that's the debate that's the debate Although the braise does have rum tickens fill the chakras. All right, so, anyway, so we need to, we still need to. It's a little shaky, but I'll call upon him, I'll call upon him like this. What's our discussion? So you have this debate did the others set the davening into order or it corresponds to the carbonus? No, it's both. According to Rabbi Yoish it's both, according to and Levi, it seems to be Perhaps. only both. the carbonus, not the others. If you say the others set. You know, set forth Davening, lots of interesting things come out. First of all, there's a beautiful remez from the Avudraham. The Avudraham was one, was a Sfardish tradition, uh, lived in Spain, and he wrote a very important commentary on Davening. On the 13th century. And the, actually, the Rebra Shab said when he was younger, he coughed very much in the Avudraham to learn all the. Right, exactly, yeah, yeah, and all the commentary on Davening. The Avudraham says like this, if you take every second letter of the others' names, you'll get to the tefillah they made. Avram, the second letter is a base, that's Boiker, Shachris. Yitzchak is Tzadik, the second letter, Soharaim. And Yaakov, the second letter is Ayin, is Erev, because it says in Tilim, Erev, Vavoyker, V'tzoharayim Asichren, nun Nunhei. I will speak to you in the evening, uh uh uh. You know, the evening, morning, and afternoon. So he says that actually links to the officers, the second letter of their names. The Vilna gone came and said the word of Betza, that Boykert Soreim Erev is Betza. Yehuda tells the brothers in Parshas VaYechiv we're gonna kill Yosef. How in the world, my Betza? You know what he meant? How will we turn to God and Daven? There's a pasuk in, in Yeshaya that Yodecha Domi if Your hands are full of blood then God, then even if you cry, I won't listen to you. So Yehuda says ma betzaf, kinar nare we're gonna kill Yosef, we won't be able to daven, that's betza, how we in the world say, will we daven? Ma well, right, until, that's in the, what, what worth, what worth? Now, simply betza means what gain is it? Just like Yehuda meant. The Ramaziz refers to the three tefillahs. There's a Maisa, they say that the Vilnagon was once approached by a fellow who was trying to print a new siddur. He gives it to the Vilnagon, and the Vulnagan sees a new word that it says in the Siddur. Why does Shachris start with Adon Olam? So in the Siddur it said, because the Gemara says in Brachas Davzayin, who was the first one to call the Abish to Adon? Avraham Avinu was the first one to give Hashem the title of master. So since Avraham created Shachris, and Avraham was the first one to call the Abish to the master, so we start Shachris with Adon Olam. And the Vilna sword saw it and he said, "You know what? If the whole siddur was printed just for this vort, it's already worth it." He was excited about it. Let's go to number two for a second. Ma-towel was a different Yeah. <laughs> 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 right, well, but our siddur, not like the Ashkenazi siddur, which actually starts that way. Right, right, right. They also end that way too, right? Why don't Why don't we use
1: any Ezra by the Why have
0: we have harini and my well, well Ma, not right, Matoivu, because Rabbi says, why would you start davening with Matoivu? Bilom said Matoivu. What right. type of broche is that? So, so Rabbi Yankiv Emden wants to take it out. But our siddur was uh, made. A collection of 60 <laughs> siddurim. Dr. Right. Right. this is the perfect. Uh, I'm saying, was there ever an explanation? Exactly. Why we start with hareini? Yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. That We don't, to years, that that we, don't start. we don't. What's the for that? If, if you're saying what you're. Saying, we, we kind of do. Okay, we say yeah. a couple. It's you know. Yeah, yeah. Come on. It's it's just five seconds. How, no, how long? How long does start it? The way, when they dive right, right. Okay. Why well, am I terrible? We start with Avasi Yisroel. We start because before you say long the Eibusha wants to hear that you have Ava Yisroel. It's a well-known. When I the Frida Kreb exactly, yeah. <laughs> right. exactly, when the was turning by Mitzvah his father, the Rashab asked him, you can ask me any question that you want. And he said, Why did al rebbe begin Davening with Hireni with Makabu Mitzisase? And the Rebbe Rashab told him that <coughs> When a father sees or a parent sees that the kids are getting along it elicits tremendous rotzen and, and favor from the parents then they'll give the children anything they ask for so first if they you know the the gateway to davening is to they, you you show the father the how all of his kids are with a brotherhood so then that opens all gates anyhow the wanted them to put the whole uh i know i know that like, we spoke about that once yeah the whole bolok. yeah yeah but they didn't because yeah Look at number two, the Meshech Chochmah. The Meshech Chochma, well, you're going to see where we're getting to. This is just a background. We're going to get to a big question, and mitzvah. We're going to explore something quite interesting. The Meshech Chochma, Meir Simcha, the great Rabmeir Simcha of, of Dvinsk. He was the rabbi in Dvinsk, Latvia, together with the Rogatchover. He, Rabmeir Simcha, was the same time, and they were together. For for an, for quite a while, Remei Simcha was the Rav of the Litvishes, the Minskim, and the Raggatchav was the Rav of the Chassidim. Dvinsk was a tiny city. Was there a piece? Dvinsk was a tiny city, and you know they, they used to make the joke that if you would say Ashrei when you enter the city in the wagon on one side, before you got to Hashem you're already on the other side of the city. It was a dot on the map, but it became be so salt. famous because of these uh, the two legendary, uh, you know, the Raggatchav, of course, and also the Mayor Simcha was a uh, was uh, was excellent his farm are wonderful <clears throat> there's a well-known story that the two of them were once by a wedding and uh, at the wedding things started getting out of hand ferocious and uh, you know they got into a major argument but it was they were just throwing sources at each other the target said come over here and he threw back a Rishon over there. there was no explanation just sources it was like a ping-pong match and people were watching <laughs> anyhow they're going back and forth and rebmei simcha throws out you know some source and the roger was silent and that's how it ended the two of them went home later that night like two in the morning someone's pounding on the simcha's door <laughs> and he goes he opens the door the roger is there with his attendant and he throws out a maramakam and he turns turns around and goes back home anyhow yes yeah, so they, they got it officially they got along yeah um the truth is there's the Rogachova was a little, um, didn't appreciate Rav Meir Simcha's uh, as much as other people did. The Rogachova didn't really uh, appreciate anybody's scholarship. He was quite, quite sharp. Somebody once came to the Rogachova and uh, they were speaking friendly, and he tells the Rogachova it's funny because on the street they say you're quite critical when Hamid the come to visit you. The Roget said, Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Anyhow, so if he was critical of you, it's already uh, it's, it means you're you're ready you have something, yeah, you have general. something that, exactly yeah, something that he to has out to out exactly. There used to be I had a friend who was in Chicago who told me when he was a kid he remembers it was an older man who used to walk around Chicago saying, "You know who I am. The Chove called me an idiot. The Chove <laughs> called <great>. he? <laughs> That's <laughs> That's Exactly. Something. I was labeled by the Chove. He Could have ignored me, No No, he made sure to label me. Anyhow. So in number two, Rebbe Simchan the in Parshas Lech Lecha, says the following: In Parshas Lech Lecha, Avram refuses the gifts of the King of Stoim. and Avram says, "I don't want to take from a chut from a string until a shoe strap." So look at number two. Ubechulin, the Gemar in Chulin says, Avram for the reward that Avram said, now from a string until a shoe strap,' Zachu bon of his kids merit to the sthay mitzvahs to tumitzvahs." Because he didn't take the string, we got l'chut shel tcheilis, we got the strings of tzitzis. And because he said the shoe strap, we got with shel tfilim. So says, Reb Meir Simcha, why is it that by shachris we wear talus and fillin? Why do we wear talus and tfilim by shachris? You don't wear it by mincha. And what's the connection to shemona, to, to shachris? Krishma, I understand. When you say shema, you don't want to speak about tzitzis and if you're not wearing it. But then take it off by shemona esra. Like, why do you have to wear it by shemona esra? talking, so he says, Shebet Shachris, You know who made Shachris? Avram, Tiktok, Avram made it. So since Avram made Shachris, and we got two mitzvahs because of him, call Yisro, Muluboshim, Bet V'talos, Gadol, That's why we wear Talos and, and Tfilah by Shachris, because these are Avram's mitzvahs, and it's Avram's Tfilah. By the way, we put on Talos before Tfilah. There's a major discussion in the post, why do we dafka put on the Talos before the Tfilah? In fact, the Shagas Aryeh uh, uh, in Simon 28, in Simon Yehi, he has a major, uh, a major dis- uh, discussion about this and he, he throws a number of Rishonim out the window, the Shulchan Aruch too. he has no mercy on anybody. The Shagas Arya believes you really have a choice. Tefillin and is holier than Tzitzis and there's a Mishnah in Masech Tezvach whenever you have two Mitzis and one is holier, you do the holier one. Whatever is holier comes first. The funny thing is Rabbi Yosef Kaira says, you know why Talos comes first? Rabbi Yosef Kaira in the Shulchan Arach says Talos comes first because Milin You start with less holy and you go up. And the Shagasari says that's a misuse of the rule. No, when there's two mitzvahs, we apply a different rule. Whatever is holier than the other, you do that first. Chanukah, you don't have two mitzvahs in front of you. It's one mitzvah. So you want to know up or down Milin but if you have two mitzvahs in front of you, the Shagasari says you pass in a different rule. Whatever is holier, you do. The Al Tareb in his Shulchan Aruch says you do Talos first, but he doesn't bring the reason of Yosef Cairo. He brings two other reasons from the Rishonim. But what, the main one is Tadir. Talos is more Tadir, it's more frequent than yeah, Tefillin. Because yeah. Talos, you have Shabbos and Yom Tov, do you, you don't. Uh, what? What? Do Where do you get a Yud after the Kuf? Karo. It's <laughs> Kaira. Americanish accent. Kara, it's 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 a Aleph, So, um, the Shagisari tears that apart of the Shagisari Tainas. No, in fact, tefillin is actually more todder. Because menatoira, you could wear tefillin day and night. But tzitzis, many him hold doesn't apply at night. So tefillin gets every day, Right, exactly. So Tefillin has every day and every night, biblically. Yeah, it doesn't have Shabbos and Yom Tov, but ultimately it outweighs Talos. And therefore he throws this this idea out the window. well. the al does bring it, and we can have a whole sheer explaining the Al-Treba's rationale. But Al Kopanim, it remains a big discussion. What do you do, do first? Do the Shagasaria says oh, you can do either I'm or. Yeah, yeah, everyone does it. Yeah, unless someone's a real, you know, holds himself to be a big scholar and wants to... Listen, the Rishonim said to do it the Shulchanach paskins that way, the Alteba paskins that way, unless you're the Shagis Arya, you know, you have to follow, uh, you know, there's the Shail is not even what he did, because he, did hold you way, or well, or he, he holds you could choose, he holds you could choose, no, he well, he paskins, he definitely, he, he, he means business, he's not joking yeah. around when he writes his psakim. he definitely means you could do either or, the Shail is, does that mean he would daf do tefillin, in order to, you know, to negate the regular psak or he would, there's Shminat Minatsibi, if you're seeing everybody do that, unless he used to put it on his own room like the Rebbe then who knows what he did who knows what he did one anyhow guy Florida, the, the, one guy in Florida puts the tefillin before the palace right but he's wearing tzitzis already so if you're wearing tzitzis already there's another it's, it's more because, no the truth is because al-Trebe also brings that there are some who hold tefillin who comes first there, there's already from the Rishonim who hold that because tefillin is holier you do tefillin first even though todir and everything so it, it, I mean it's a big debate but like upon him. There's a safe on Shulchan Aruch called Ateres Kenim. And in it he says, you know why Talos comes first? Because what did Avram tell the king of Stoim? First he said Michut, the string, and then he said the shoe strap. And, and you see from the Meshach because we got tzitzis and film because of that, we wear it during Shachris, well you also follow the pattern that Avram said it in. And so this all follows if you believe the Avos made tefillis the others made the tefillis okay there happens to be a major debate in Mase- it's not on the paper but in masech De Brochus on the next staff one of the most famous debates is tefillis meirev is tefillis meirev or it's a choive is it obligatory like shachris and mincha or is it optional it's a debate between rabban gamliel and rabbi yeshua rabban gamliel said it's an obligation Rabbi Shua said it's Rishus. And it even became a debate between the Amor a Abaya and it's a choivah, like Rabban Gamliel. Rava said it's Rishus, and we pascha, like Rava. And the Gemara there says the most interesting story, and I'm going <laughs> to share something of uh, highly intriguing, at least I find it intriguing. The Gemara there says a famous story, and just to say it in 60 seconds, that there was a student by the name of Rab Shimon and he wanted to get down to the bottom of the matter is May of obligation or it's just uh, uh, discretionary he asked Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, I believe it's discretionary, Rishus Rashbi asked Rabbi Gamliel, he said, it's a chayva. so Rashbi tells Rabbi Gamliel, you know Rabbi Yeshua argues on you oh, Rabbi Gamliel was not a man to mess with he said, let's wait till the Beis Medrash is packed and we'll bring up the issue." Beis Medrash was packed and the, the guy with the loud voice gets up and he, uh, he asks, is May of Rishus or not Rabbi Gamliel said it's a chayva. and Gamliel says, "Does anybody argue?" And silent. Rabbi shua is not going to own up to the fact that he uh, that he argues. No, nobody argues. Nobody argues. Rabbi Gamliel says, "Rabbi yeshua people, I heard evidence. I heard testimony that you hold it's reshus." So Bishua says like this: If I was alive, and he was dead. He presumably refers to the kid Rashpi, who taught, who dubbed on me. Mm-hmm. If he was dead and I was alive, then I could contradict him, and I could say no, I never said it's Rishus. But because he's alive and I'm alive, I can't I can't deny it because he's alive, and therefore I have to admit that I said it's Rishus. Gamliel said you have to st- stand on your legs a whole day, and there was a whole story. The people were upset about Yeshua's mistreatment, and they deposed Rabbi Gamliel. They threw the Nasi out of office. The president was a uh, what's the word? Was it uh, impeached? And, but then ultimately he was brought back together with Rabbi Loza Ben Azaria. The whole story there. So the Shailah is like this: on that story, there are two questions. And you'll see how this all comes together. Well, why did Rabbi Shua deny at Lachatzkila? This see, after the Yom Kippur with the walking stick. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you understand why. <laughs> But on the other hand, Rabbi Yeshua argued on Ramlil before, and he never denied it. Like, why this time Rabbi Yeshua was so afraid that he, he wanted to deny it? And secondly, since when did Rabbi Yeshua become a beautiful poet? whole oh, poetry. If I was alive and he was dead, and I'm alive and he's alive, you're going to see an, inc- un- an unbelievable shot. You're going to see, Mama, it's, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> so that's that Gemara. So here's the Shiloh. The Shiloh is like this. If the others created the Tfilus, like we saw Rabbi Yesheb, Rabbi Chanine, so why would Maidv be a Rishus? Why would Maidv be a Rishus? Avram was a great man, his Tfilus is an obligation. So to Yitzchak. If Yaakov made Meiriv, Yaakov is the greatest of the others. He says, Ki Yaakov The a chose Yaakov, Mitos HaShleim, etc. He's the bocha sheba Why would his filler be chopped liver? Why would Yaakov's filler be chopped liver? <laughs> why would Yaakov's liver be chopped? Why would Yaakov's liver? Why would his tefillah be chopped liver? Why is it considered? Why are you saying it's Rosh <laughs> It's <Rishus. laughs> Yankov's the greatest of the others. Why would his tefillah just be discretionary? Okay, so there is a Rashi. There's a Rashi Mesechta Shabbos Daftes. It's not on the paper. The Gemurian Mesechta Shabbos Daftes brings the idea that we know that tefillah's Avars is Rosh Hashanah like Rabbi Yeshua and Ravah. Rashi there says, Do you know why it's Rishus? Rashi, Rashi says, Because why do you daven? It corresponds to the sacrifices. The Talmud in the morning, you had to bring. The Talmud in the afternoon, you had to bring. The limbs and fats at night, you didn't have to bring. First of all, you could have brought them by day. And even if you didn't, if you don't bring them at night, it doesn't invalidate the carbon. That's why Maya is Rishus. That's why Mayer of his No, if by dawn it's too late. No, you could just burn them. You'll burn them elsewhere. It doesn't invalidate the carbon. Carbon is. If you don't put them as bad carbon by dawn, what does it mean hat? Not as far as the carbon is concerned. It's a separate chi of that you shouldn't have Good. leftover limbs and fest. So what do you see from Rashi? Rashi l'chayr is saying that if you hold the avos, made the fillers, ma'ir would takkub be an obligation. Mayav is only optional if it's corresponding to the Karbonas. Rashi is saying that the two debates are intertwined. If you say the Avice made the Tfilis and Taka, Mayav would, would be an obligation. Yankov isn't chop liver. If your holder corresponds to the sacrifices, then you could say that Mayav is different than Shachris and Mincha. So that's an incredible thing. That's what you find based on Rashi. He's not the only one that says it. Look at number five for a second. The Pnei Yeshua, the great Pnei Yeshua. The, he was a Rav in Lvov, and then he went to uh, to Germany, to Frankfurt. He was a brilliant scholar. Unfortunately, he had a major issue with balabatum in Germany. Oh, boy, did they give him a hard time. Yeah, right. He was also involved in the debate of Abionis and Ibishitz, Andrew Bianca Vemden, and because of that, he, he got himself in further hot water. Nice. The Pnei Yeshua says like see? this. He, he 1680 to 1756, okay. so a little bit older than the Barshemtov. <clears throat> the whole Barshemtov visited him. A well-known story. Yeah. Oh, you okay. Very quickly, the Magid of Mizrich, when he was younger, he learned nigla by the Paneishu, and the Paneishu were still living in uh, in Ukraine in that area. And the Magid had terrible tzaraas with his legs; he could barely walk. His whole life, very difficult. One day the Pnei Yeshua was giving shear, and a fellow runs into the base Medrash and he tells the Pnei Yeshua that there's somebody outside who needs to speak to you. So the Pnei Yeshua says, I'm in the middle of shear. you know, can I wait? The guy says, no, it's urgent, you have to come. Pnei Yeshua goes outside. There's a fellow sitting in a wagon, never saw him before. And the fellow tells him, you should know the shoychet in town is feeding everybody treifers. And with that, the wagon pulls off. So, P'nei Shua goes back in. I think he ended his shear and, and he did some investigation. And Kachava, he found the shoif, that the Sheikhit was uh, an unscrupulous fellow. was wondering, you know, who, who was that person that came by? A little while later, was giving shear. And again, somebody walks into Beis Medrash and says, A fellow in the wagon who wants to talk to you. So, P'nei Shua, right away, he left. And when he comes to the wagon, the fellow who was the Baal Shem Tov, he tells the Pnei Yeshua, tell your student bear that if he wants his legs to get better, he needs to come to me. So when the Magid was next by the Pnei Yeshua, the Pnei Yeshua said, I think you should go to Mezhibosh. Now, er, er, initially, the Magid didn't want to go. The Magid said, I've heard about the Baal Tov, I've heard about his ways. I have 36 kashas on the Baal and his Minhogim, and I can't go. But the Pnei Yeshua urged him to go, and then he went, right? And once the Magid went, the rest is history. So later... <laughs> Apparently, the Pnei Yeshua met him and he told his student, what happened? What happened to all your kashas? 36 kashas. And now you went there and everything disappeared. So the Magid said to his Rebbe that before I went, I thought the Balshamta was a human being. That's why I had these kashas. Now that I see that as an angel, all the kashas fell on the wayside. Anyhow, so the Pnei Yeshua... get better? Slightly. Slightly. He did. He was always walking with a... He used to have a walking stick. In fact, we know that when the Magid had his Kaddisha, the holy assembly of students and when they were waiting in the room for the Magid to come and say chidus, they would know he was coming by the clank of the walking stick mm-hmm. and would get so excited just from hearing the clank he would start doing so he would fall out of his chair and make somersaults just from hearing the clank of the of his Rebbe's uh, of his Rebbe's thing Appalobia. but when the Magid would say chidus, the Barditcher would also jump out of his seat in fact the Alter and his friends were once discussing an idea and the Braditcher said, where did you hear this from? They said, we heard it from the Magid. The Braditcher said, how come I wasn't there? They said, you were there, but we had to take you out of the room. You were jumping to the ceiling. Hey. The Bodhi had to remove you, physically remove you, and therefore you missed the rest of the maimer Anyhow, the Pnei number five says, Mamash, this idea that Rashi says in Shabbos. Look at number five, the second line. <speaking in Hebrew> it appears to me. <speaking in Hebrew> the Machleikas of who made the davening is connected to the Machleikas of if fills avr, with r, chayva. Demand the sphere reshus if you say that my viz reshus what Yaakov's chopped liver? No, al Karchok, you must say, sovereign to knegit tmidim tiknum. You have to go with the opinion that it corresponds to the carbonas Um therefore, tfilo shachris or minchas a chyvil like the tmidim, Mashenk and Tfilus Arvisha Aino Ella Knegide up dorm Diloima Akvi Kapara, it's only corresponding to the fats, which if you don't bring it doesn't hurt. In addition, they shouldn't even be there at night. They should be done by day. Who said you even have leftovers at night? The whole thing is just a uh, discretionary. That's why it's rishos. But if you say my is an obligation, that's because you hold tefillas avos It came from the others. Do the fees accordingly. Kulo shalosh tefillas kehadadin. All tefillas should be equal. The no. What's the difference? So the pesul Mamish says it's black and white. What Rashi hints to in in Masechet the Shabbos, the Yeshua, and is not the only one. Many people say this that the two machloekhs and our mamish linked, Mamish linked together. It's very simple. Yankov is not chopped liver. If you believe the others made the tefillas, then taka all three are an obligation. It's if you say the Kenega the Karbanas that it's not. So you see that the two opinions that we saw in number one aren't the same. There's a major nafkamina. What's with Myrif? Do you have to daven or not? The one of his many Svarim, they say he wrote about 82 Svarim, which is the amount of years that he lived. He passed away in 1806. So he was in Al, Al- Rebbe's time. So he was about 20 years older than Al Rebbe. And in one of his forum on Shas, on Pesach enayim, he doesn't buy it that the two machlogs are linked to each other. Because they appear adaf apart from each other in the Gemara. You know, the stuff in between that separates the two sugyas. The Gemara doesn't interlock it. He says, from reading the Gemara, it seems like the two machlogs are not interlocked. And whatever you hold by one, you can hold something else by the other. So he, the chido doesn't buy this. But it is a Pnei Yeshua. And it does seem to be a Rashi Masech Shabbas. Shabbos. But the chido doesn't buy it. So the Shal is, according to the chido, if the two machloikasen are not connected, that means you could hold that the others made the tefillis and ma'ev is still rishus. So we have the same kasha. We're trying to explore is, if you hold the others made the tefillis, why would there be room to say that ma'ev is a rishus? Well, according to the preishu, it's not a kasha. Ma'ev is only rishus if it corresponds to the karbonus. According to the chido, he says, clearly the machloikasen are not interlocked. So according to him, you could say, Yaakov made ma'ev and it's still rishus. The chido is not the only one. The netziv, the great netziv of Voloshen, Naftoli Tzvi, Yehuda, Berlin was his name, and he was the big, one of the big Rosh Yeshivas in the, the great yeshiva in Volozhin. He actually married the daughter of Reb Yitzchak of Volozhin, who was the son of Reb Chaim Volozhiner. So the Natsiv married into the family of royalty and he was a great scholar and uh, he was worthy to be Rosh Yeshiva. But in addition, he also he was the son-in-law. That definitely helps. To be the son-in-law of the Rosh Hashiva. definitely helps. <clears throat> because at while he was in Velojan, there was another fellow, Rub Chaim Briska's father, the base Halevi, and the two of them were there. And the base Halevi was was a gifted, uh, he was a genius, a gifted, brilliant mind. The Natsiv was extremely studious and obviously very bright, but apparently it wasn't to the same uh, degree as as the Beis Halevi, Reb Chaim Bishka's father, but the Netziv had a, a very broad knowledge. I mean, each one brought something to the table, but there was major friction. And uh, the Beis Halevi used to, you know, he was—he used to comment on the fact that uh, that Lavdavki felt they were on the same level, uh, uh, sharpness-wise. There was friction until the Beis Halevi had to leave. There was Din Torah, major Dinay Torah, and it was Paschkin, the Netsiv should remain there. I mean, he was the son in law of Rabbi Yitzhak of Voloshen, and the Beis Halevi left and he became a rov elsewhere. But the Beis Halevi, to show that he had nothing against the Netsiv personally, the Beis Halevi's son, Rabbi Chaim Brisker, married the Netsiv's granddaughter. So that's how the Briskers wow. go back to Rabbi Chaim Volozhin. Because, you know, they have, there's a story that we all say in Lubavitch, but J.B. Soloveitchik, from, from Boston, Reb Chaim Brizka had an interesting version. We have a story that the Alter Rebbe, together with Reb Mendel Horodoker, traveled to Vilna. They wanted to meet the Vilna and, you know, is this and actually speak, speak, uh, have a, you know, an honest intellectual conversation about the issues. And the Vilna when they knocked, the Vilna saw them and he jumped out the window. He ran, he scrammed out of town. That's the version we have. J.B. Soloveitchik says in his family, they have a tradition going back to Reb Chaim Again, because J.B.'s baba, Reb Chaim wife, was a granddaughter of the Natsiv, The Natsiv's wife was a granddaughter of Reb Chaim Their version was that when the Vuhl looked through the hole and he saw the Altarebbe and Reb Mendel Haradaker, that he, he saw their faces, and he was so overtaken that he said, I knew that if I let them in, we would walk out, all three of us holding hands. I knew they would convince me, and because I felt that they were wrong, therefore I did myself a favor and jumped out the jumped jumped out of the house. They said he jumped out of the window, mamish, and you know he fell. The whole story, but uh, that's the version that the that right, the he, briskers he have. Jumped and booked. It's The only question yeah, yeah. is why he did it. Right, right, right. We don't have. But their ver- I'm saying their version, them. the brisker version is that the Vilna gun said I would have been convinced, but he didn't want to be convinced, and therefore he uh, he scrambled. Anyhow, it's yeah, it's good. It sounds it's cowardly, convinced you I mean, ah, right listen, it's like you know, it's like someone doesn't want to start something. You'll get addicted to you, you, know. Know. you don't, even, don't engage with. Them. Yeah, yeah, it's asking for trouble. It's okay. asking for trouble. But he saw their face. He yeah, saw I know, I know. Exactly. yeah He saw something. So right, right, should have right. been able to right, say, right. say this is not fearing. from his job. Right. What's office. fascinating is it's, it's it's not our story. This is their story. This is their version of the story. It's their version of the story writing, the the, uh, the rabbi that was in uh, Batizil, what was his name? Rotman or wine? Wine, barrel wine. Yeah. So he claims that uh, the, uh, that the men going left. He was afraid he'll home after the altar boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. saw the, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's the word. The word. That's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. So the Nitziv, he wrote an uh, incredible cipher called Ha'ameik She'ela. There's a sefer called She'iltus, going back to the 600s. Rabachoy Go'in was his name. He lived in Bovel, and then there was some story that he had to leave. He went to Eretz Israel. But he wrote a sefer called She'iltus, which goes through the parashius and goes through all the mitzvahs and he ties it into the parashius. And uh, the Nitziv wrote an incredible commentary on the She'iltus. Mamash, an all-encompassing commentary. And uh, he called it hammek sha'ila. It's based on a postage, but it means to go into the depth of the of the shiltus. And on page Lech 10, the shiltus speaks about davening and the shiltus says that the is takum masak in the tilus which means the shiltus and the shiltus holds dab mayev is a So the nativ says the nativ also wants to say in theory the two maklekes are are linked into each other. But you know, who would that fit with? It will fit maybe with Rashi and Shabbos, the Pnei Yeshua, or even better, the Rambam. The Rambam, when he discusses all the halachas of davening, he only mentions k'neged karbonus. He doesn't mention the oves at all. Only in Hilchus Malachim he mentions the oves davening. But uh, it seems like the Rambam holds it's only connected the karbonus. <clears throat> and the riff, the riff clearly says in Mesechta Brochus, he says, Kaimalon, the Rif says, we hold, we hold like the opinion is Kenegad de Karbonis. So then Sif says, well, as far as the Rambam and the Rif, you could say that they both hold Mayav they both hold, we paschal like the Bishub and Levini, that the Davinings are Kenegad de Karbonis, so it stacks up. With the Rashi Mesechta Shabbos, the Rambam and the Rif, yeah, they all stack up. We hold that the davenings are corresponding to the, to the carbonus, And therefore, since mirev is corresponding to the limbs and the fat, which aren't essential, mirev is not essential. But you can't say that for everyone. He says the sheiltus says clearly the ovis made the Tfilus. And still, a zereshuz. And it's not just the sheiltus, he says. The bahag as well is also one of the early sources of halacha from the times of the Ga'inim. Also seems to say that the ovis made the Tfilus. And still, a zereshuz. So all of those opinions, the sheiltis, the Bahag, and the Chidoah who hold that the two Machoiksen are not dependent on each other. You could say the Ovis made the Tfilas, and myr is still Rishus. What would be the logic for that? What would be the logic for that? So let's just go through a couple answers. One of them is the Torah Tmima. The Torah Tmima is quite recent. He passed away in well, the 1920s, 30s, something like that. And... Uh, he was actually, we mentioned the netziv. This is interesting. The netziv's sister married the Tere father. The Tzmima's father was the Oruch HaShulchan. The Oruch HaShulchan's wife was from the Berlin family. She was a sister of the netziv. When the netziv's first wife, the, the granddaughter Chaim Velozhinah passed away, the netziv ended up marrying his niece, his sister's daughter, So the the Torah Mimah was the Natsiv's nephew, and then he became the Natsiv's brother-in-law, brother-in-law. He was then became his brother-in-law. The Torah Mimah says that Yaakov, when did he daven? you got to know the story. When did Yaakov daven? Yaakov davened while he was running for his life. When you're running on such a journey, you're (coughs) part from Tfilah because you can't concentrate. So he says Yaakov b'chua wasn't mechuyiv in davening when he davened. It was just an adav, it was a gift. He didn't have to. So since the story of how he davened was not obligatory at all, therefore Mayev, in essence, has never been obligatory. That is what, that is what the Tiret to Mima says. Alright, that's one answer. Another tit says, look at number six. The Pnei Yeshua himself gives the answer. Number six, Amnam, however, lule divre would appear to me. That Phyllis Yankiv man, yeah, you gotta know the story. You know how Yaakov davened? If you learn Russian today's Chumash, Yankov was really heading, Yankov was going from Beersheba. He was heading all the way north, passing Yerushalayim, passing Baskel, going north to Choron. And said the Pleshul, Yankov had no intention of creating a filler. What happened was, when he reached Choron, he's like, oi, 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 I passed by Jerusalem. That's where my father davened. My Zaydah Daven. I didn't daven. So Yankov went back. And on his way back he actually never made it to sholayim when he reached base kale which is north the Abishta made a miracle near sholayim or the hara maria came forward towards him and uh, the whole davening of yankov was like a second thought he says elisha ratzal derech yankov didn't have in mind to establish a filler. He davened as a gift. Could the the look at the story in Chulin? The armor's Efsha Could it be that I passed my father's davens? <clears throat> Yankiv came back, and by the way, oh, I didn't daven. I should have davened, but it was still daytime. It's, it's almost you know, when Yankiv said, "Oh, I should have davened." What do you mean? When you were there, it was by day. What do you mean you should have davened when you passed by? It was by day. It's Mashu. Yankav really was going to daven either shachris or mincha. Let me go back. By the time he came, and the Eibush made the sun set early, so the whole myrev laachman Yankav saw she shokalechama the sun sets shloiber it shloiber not at the right time mishumachin laacher kach nikvazman t'filosarves lachashkiyasachama. So that's why davening myrev was after after sunset. So here, you know, you can for that. But look at the next line. That's why The It should even be biblical if Yankev made it. Now it's understood. The whole background of the tefillah was there it wasn't, it wasn't an obligation. Yankin, what? No, no, no. He's saying that Yankev wasn't planning on davening at all. It was a late minute. No, well, Might it be, wasn't davening neither Meirah. He, he, he missed, missed, he missed No, not just that, but he, he, the whole davening was like a second thought. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Let me go back and daven. It wasn't a plan A. It was like a plan B. And when he came there, right, he could be was going to daven Mincha. The son happened to sit early, Punti made a Meirah. So the whole background was, uh, was not in a way of... It wasn't was deliberate. It wasn't the, uh, deliberate. Uh, therefore, uh, exactly. Davening in the place where his father, uh, mm-hmm. Right, right. He should have gone there and davening. As the which would have been during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Back was already right. Right. So that's another approach. And there are many that say this, that if you look at the story, mm-hmm. but similar to the Turrets movement, but just a little bit different, not the fact he didn't have to dive in because he was running for his life, he was baderech, but the whole way that the marv came about was not an intentional, deliberate, it was almost what like by accident. He bumped into the place. Bumped means it was like, wow, it was un, it was Is unexpected. that when he Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a second answer. So you have the Torah, it's answer, and you have the Pnei Yeshua's answer. There is another, I'm going to tell you two more Beurim, fascinating. One of them is, look at Lekut siches at the bottom. This is, there are two Siches in this week where the Rebbe discusses this idea of why Yaakov's Tzfilah is a reshus one's in Chelek Chafei, one's in Chelek And Anyhow, yeah, the Rebbe here has a note in Aura 45. Look in the Zoyer, it's explained in Beuriyah Zoyer, the Mitzladeh Metzimach Visham look there, Zehu Atam, that Tzfilus, Arvus, Rishus, kihila when we say yankis Tzfilus, Rishus, it's not because it's less important. Fakert, it's more important. Because uh, sometimes Rishus is higher than Choeva, like the AlTreba says, that we know about HaKofas, right? The greater something is, the less uh, demanded it could be. Something which is a minute comes from the greater sources. I will tell you the Chesam Soifer gives the same answer in one of his Doroshes. And uh, he says like this, he quotes a (laughs) Choyves Halvavus. The Choyves Halvavus says there's two types of people. Well, there's many, but imagine you have two types. One fellow does the strict law, whatever he has to do, he does. What he is not supposed to do, he doesn't. But he never does anything extra. He never adds to the, to put anything on the table. He serves God out of fear. If you serve God out of love, you'd want to be close, you'd want to do more. Why are you doing the bare minimum? He says, how do you know if someone serves God out of love, if they do things they don't have to do. The Rishuth is the, the barometer of someone loves God or not. So says the Chesam soifer, you know, the, Davening is all about communion with God. It's about Ava to the abishter. It's closeness to God. If you only Daven when you have to, if you Daven because it's a choyver, it almost like undermines the whole idea of Tevila. Where's your love for God? You know when Davening really reaches its, uh, its climax and the truth of Davening is expressed? When is your closeness really revealed? When you don't have to, and you daven. And that's why Bav because Yankiv is the Bokhi Sheba the greatest of the ovus his tefillah has the highest element of tefillah when it comes because the person wants I to cleave to the, the Ebeshtim. Oh. Well, right, right. exactly. Ah, yeah, right, right. Exactly, right, right. So this is another answer. So. <laughs> no, you, that's the one that you gotta work on. <laughs> that, that because the source is so high, therefore <laughs> it's only a minute. It's not even a, drabon <laughs> a Right. Oh, oh hold on, hold so, on. So, what we have so far is four birim We have the beer of of the, Pne, the Pnei yeshua in number five, Rashi, that uh, everything stacks up. If you hold the ovis made, the tzfilis, and you'll hold like Rabbi Gamlil, Yankee was a slave It's only if you hold that it patterns the carbonus, is it a Rishus? Then we had the Torah, it says, no, Yaakov made it, but it's Rishus, because he was Potter when he davened, he was on the way. Then you have the other Vart of the Pnei Yeshua, and which many others say, that the story behind it, the whole davening was like a second thought, and therefore, and, um, and therefore it's Rishus. Then we have the answer of Chesidus and the Chsam Sefer, that Faket, Rishus is higher than Khaiva. but now we come to the following. And this is, uh, this is where everything gets wrapped up. One of the greatest kabbalists was Menachem Azariah of Panu, right? the Ramei Panu. Right, we mention him quite often, and he uh, he uh, he lived in Italy. He passes away in 1620. He was originally a student of Moshe Cordovero. Now he never met with Moshe Cordovero, but they were in touch. The rameh was only 22 when the Ramak passed away. The Rame is born in 1548. The ramak passes away in 1570 he was only 22 years old but they were very close they were very close he the rameh was yeah he was in italy and he was 22 when the ramak passed away he never saw him but they were in touch they were in touch and the ramak in fact sent him some of his Sfarim. in fact the rameh was so obsessed that he named one of his daughters after one of the forum of the ramak the Elimo, limo huge huge thing the ramak wrote that a man named his daughter after one of the Sfarim of the Ramak that's how obsessed he was with him well the Ramak passed away and the Arizal took over so the Arizal had a student before the B'chaim Vital. the Arizal had a student by the name of Bisrol Sarug Bisrol Sarug is a very important Kabbalist and he was in Svas by the Arizal for a couple months before the B'chaim Vital was there you see the Arizal he was born in Eretz Yisrael when he was 15 his father passes away. He and his mother moved to Egypt because in Egypt, his mother had a brother of Mordechai Francis, who was a tax collector, a wealthy man, and they stayed by him. He had a daughter, Narizal married his cousin, and he stayed there for about twenty years. And only when Narizal was about thirty-five, he went to Eretz Yisrael. He was there for two and a half years, and then he passed away. It was a plague. It was an epidemic. Narizal caught it, and he passed away in his bed at the age of thirty-eight. How did Arizal get to Tzvas when he was in Egypt he had a dream and someone came him, to him from the yeshiva of Rav Shimon Bar Yechai he said no you got to go to Tzvas the only reason you're alive is to teach Kabbalah to the Bhaim Vital." the Arizal went there, the Vital Vital wasn't there he was busy in Damascus but the Sarug was there so the Arizal taught him the Bhaim Vital is busy in Damascus and he starts having dreams of the Arizal coming to him saying come to Tzvas so b'chaim vital had his students there and he said should i go to this kabbalist and Sfas? b'chaim vital's student said you're the biggest buckyans so Zoya in the world why, why you're going to become a student of you know you were you were by the ramak the ramak passed away now you're going to go back to the Arizal. you don't know him but the Arizal kept pestering b'chaim vital in his dream b'chaim vital finally came by the time he came he saw saruk had left and the reason it's so um significant is because Reb Chaim writes that the Arizal told me I'm the only one who's allowed to record the Arizal's works. Reb Chaim writes that, right? No one else has the rishus. Yet, there are many ideas in Kabbalah that are actually sourced not in Reb Chaim writings, but from Yisrael Saruq, and the Sha'ad Can could you rely on it? Because Yisrael Saruq went to Italy and he taught the Ramem Panu, So lots of the ideas of the Ramem Panu are from this Yisrael Saruq, and apparently the Arizal only allowed Reb Chaim Vital. To, to write this down, so the great Rebbe Zadik Hakain of Lublin says Yisrael Sarug was there and left before Chaim Vital came, so he wasn't part of the band The ban was only from amongst Chaim Vital and his friends. Chaim Vital was chosen. Yisrael, because he was there before, he was, uh, no, he was allowed uh, to ala- exactly again. grandfather allowed to keep teaching. Anyhow, Ramey Panu has incredible tshuva. He wrote besides for Kabbalah, he was a rov as well. And he wrote, Nicholas for him. One of them is Tshuvas, he wrote And he says the most unbelievable thing. You want to know if Maiv is a reshus or a Chayva? You have to know how Yaakov davened. Go back to the story. How did Yaakov Davan? He was running for his life. You know what that means? If you're running for your life, you got a daven as well. On a regular night, why would you daven? Yankov didn't daven on a regular night. He davened in an eighth surah. So yeah, Yaakov is not chopped liver. Avram and Yitzchak's davenings were peaceful davenings. So you learn from there, you gotta daven when things are good. And if things are tough, zicher you gotta daven. But Yankov only davened based tzorah. So if you're in an eighth tzorah, you gotta daven like Yaakov. You know, Yaakov's fill is just as good as Shachos and Mincha. But it was only created in a difficult situation. That's what he says. That's number 1. She says in the times of the second base Hamikdash, Midev was definitely Rishus. because we had a base Hamikdash times were good. We were not similar to Yaakov's situation. No. It was a Rashus. Rabbi Shvav and Rabbi Shua's debate happened when shortly after the Churban. Shortly after the Kurban, Rabbi Gamliel's father was one of the 10 Aduge Malchus. His name was Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Hazokin. Rabbi Gamliel's in Yavna. He's a nasi. It's shortly after the Churban. Rabbi Gamliel said, "We're in tough times. We're in tough times." Ma'ir er of the Chayva. of er the now. Rabbi Yeshua says, "No, it's Rishus." You know why he says it's Rishus? Two things. First, Rabbi Yeshua felt that Mashiach's coming is imminent. It's imminent. We're not a esar; it's imminent. He doesn't bring this, but there's a mamish, there's a medrash rabba, a gracious rabba that says, in the times of Rabbi Yeshua. A couple decades after Churbim Bayesheini, Hadrian the emperor gave permission to build Bayesh And they started building it, but there was uh, politics, right? Politics, and, and that didn't end up happening. And the major says, you know who was in charge of the operation? Rabbi Yeshua. He was trying to build Bayesh He doesn't quote it, but it's like it fits like a glove. So then Rabbi Yeshua was like, we should pasken mayiv zirishus. Because if we pass it to Rishush, you know what we're saying? That means we're officially deciding amongst the rabbis. Now, If we say it's a Rishush, it means we're Paskin it's not. It's, 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 a, it's a good day. Days are good. And we're different than Yaakov. So therefore, he's like this. Rabbi Gamliel gets up in the shul and he says, Did anybody argue on me? He says, This was the first time that Yeshua, he didn't want to make an argument. He said, No, no one argues. Why? Why is Rabbi Yeshua coward? He, was, he wasn't a coward. He says, Rabbi Yeshua holds, I understand why Ma'iv should be a choiv, you know, it's Golos, you know. People are dying, it's a churban, the Romans are in charge. But Rabbi Yeshua wanted to in his because then you will officially be paskinning that it's Satan. That is that it's good times, it's not harsh times, it's good times. But because he sees why really it could be a choiv, he didn't want to make a deal out of it. Oh, Unt- until Rabbi Gamil gets, you know, stand up, and now Rabbi Yeshua becomes a poet. What did Rabbi Yeshua say? Unbelievable. So Rabbi Yeshua said like this, if he was alive, which simply refers to Rashbi, the student, right, who, who made this whole commotion. But there's a long guy, yeah, why, why. Rashbi did yeah. this. I, there's an incredible, I have a long share about yeah, that. Right, because right, Rashpi, yeah, whether he was <laughs> crazy, he's getting the guy into trouble. No, Rashbi had a very, very purposeful chedron about this. It, so it's also a fascinating thing. But here's the deal. Rabbi Yeshua says, right, if he was dead, then I could deny it. But if he's alive, I can't deny it says the you know what he meant? When Rashpi said if he was dead or he was alive, he's talking about Mashiach. Mashiach, We have a tradition, was born. Tisha B'Av, he was born then. So the Rameh says like this. If he was dead, meaning Mashiach is dead, right? So then we're in Golos, right? So then I would deny it. What do I would deny? I would deny the fact that I argued, and I would agree to you that it's a Chayva because we're in, we're in harsh times. But he's alive. He's alive! Mashiach's around, and I'm here with him. So therefore, I can't deny it. I have to argue on you. I really believe Ma'ev is reshuz, because I don't think we're in Golos. I think that we're in good times. Yes. And that's how he explains. Oh, listen, listen, listen. It gets even better. Because in the Go'enim the already write that even though Ma'ev is really reshuz, but by now the didn't have made it an obligation. By now it's become an obligation. Right? You shouldn't think. Ma'ev is no longer discretionary. The Yidden were makabeled as an obligation. Says i Meir you know why? Because after we realize we're here for a long time, you know, we're like Yaakov. It's a tzara. We're like Yaakov. It's a ace tzara. But here's a fascinating thing. When and we'll finish with this. When the Yidden accepted it as an obligation, how far did the Yidden go? Did Maya become like Shachris and Mincha, or it's still you know it's half an obligation, but it's still really Rishus. It's a major debate. And for this, I have number four. I have it upchayim Bruskir. He makes a debate between the Rambam and the Raivet. The Rambam writes many times, Mairev is still Rishus. I'll give you an example. The Rambam says, why don't we do Hazorah Hashats by Mairev? The Rambam says, because the whole Mairev is only discretionary, why do you do Hazorah Hashats? In case there's somebody here who doesn't know how to daven, right. we're going to be Moitzi him. Says the Rambam, there's no one to be Moitzi by Mayur if no one had the daven in the first place. That's the reason the Rambam gives. But Later on, the El-Yarabba says, no, but now is a choiv. So people have to daven. So El-Yarabba says, yeah, when we took it upon it ourselves as a choiv, we didn't have in mind all the way to make such a tircheh de tziburah to include Khazar as well. But the Rambam doesn't give that reason. You know why? Because the Rambam holds, even though nowadays it's a choiv, it's not really a choiv. It's still, in essence, still a reshus. And the B'chaim Rizka writes that over, look at number four. The Rambam Paskins. <laughs> Me shohoya oimid but feel of somebody's davening. Veniska Shakvaris Palo, you remember, oh, Shenka daven. Ever happens? I, I, I just davined <laughs> three minutes ago. Why am I doing Shmanesra again? Poisik, you should stop, says the Rambam. I feel be empty broch, even middle of the Bracha. But if it was my riv, ain't a poisic, says the Rambam. If it's my riv, you don't stop. If it's my riv, you continue, says the Rambam. Shaloi Yispal Isa Mitchhila, Ella Al Dasha Enoch. The Rambam says, cause Lachatzchila, the whole thing was was a voluntary davening, so you can continue. We'll see what that means. Uba that's the it says en kanachas. So the riveit I don't like this psak. What's the vert? So says Ruchaim Brisker. I am be kesef looking kesef mishnah shapirish hashoges. He explains the riveit's critique. Mishum desvirle, because the riveit holds the gam tefilas ayvus The riveit holds that want where mekabel ayvus a chayev, it's completely just like shakrit semincha. And therefore, the rival holds, Mayav is just like Shachris and Mincha. If you remember in middle, you can't continue. And the reason is because what are you going to continue for? When you dive in Shachris, Mincha, or Maiv according to the rival, when you dive in, you're having in mind it's an obligation. If you remember in middle of the Chveis, Allah Sadiqim, that I davened already, so what does it mean to continue? If you continue, it means the rest of the brachas are an adov, are a gift. But the first half you had in mind is an obligation. You can't join a gift and obligation together. But according to the Rambam, they're both, they both a gift. They're both a gift. That's what he—that's what Reb Chaim explains. You can't join together obligation and a gift is because heinchalukin like This classic word, lingo of Ibrahim Brisker, because it's two different products that you have—you uh, have created. When, if you dive in the first half of shemanesha thinking you have to, you've created an obligatory type of shemanesha. If you remember, you davened already. The next couple of brachas will be a gift. You can't join those two things together. And mishum they're different because this is chayiv and this is nadava. But arv is according to the Rambam din reshus and arv is a gift. I kavu lechayiv says Reb Chaim You know how the Rambam understands it. Pirushoy, they were chayiv on the people. The giver, the person, has an obligation to daven. But the davening itself, the chefts of tefillah, remains a gift. What you have to give it, but what you're giving is a gift, according to the Rambam. And that's what he says. But he says, the raivet holes know that once we were makabal mayav as a choivah, mayav itself became a choivah. So they debate about this. And like I said, they debate about the reason of why we don't do chazaras hashatz. But let's say, no. You know, oh, and so what does this depend on? In other words, they're debating how much of a choy did Ma'ariv become. Based on the tshuva of the Ramemi Pano, I'm going to take the liberty to say, it all depends on your attitude of Golos. The Rambam believed he was at the end of Golos. You know why he believed that? The Rambam writes in a famous letter, prophecy is about to return. And it was actually, the, the date that he foretold was uh, right after he passed away. And the Rebbe discusses that at that time there were prophets, there were big Rishonim who were prophets from Yehuda Hassid, and other people. But the Rambam Mamish felt that the redemption is imminent. So according to the Rameh Panu's explanation, if the redemption is imminent, so we're not really the same as Yaakov's tzorah. Yaakov didn't know what was going to happen. He was running for his life. He was in question. He didn't know what was going to happen. Our future is determined. It's very soon going to be redemption. So, if you so we know that the Rambam had this. Uh, he, we know that he he writes in one of his letters and it's, it's all going to happen very soon. So that's why the Rambam says we're not really in the situation of Yaakov, and therefore the davening that we do, you know that the davening exists. that we do, yes, like Rabbi and therefore he wrote You theref- know he wrote, it. and therefore the Rambam. Therefore, the Ramam holds the davening, mayav still, okay, it's a bissel chayvah, but it really remains Rishus. It really, rem- and the Ramam actually writes, many halachas are based on this. You know, um, the fact that you could daven mayav early and this and that, and, and accordingly, according to that, davening by midnight, there wouldn't be such an issue. Right. Kriyushma, yeah, not mayav because the whole thing's Rishus anyways. But, the ravid holds no, you know. The ravid was a makubal but apparently, if he felt that you know we're here for the long haul, God forbid, it's mamish a it mamish became a choivah. and uh, so this, this remains a big debate till today. Did ma'ir of mamish become a like shachris or mincho, like the ravid, or it really remains a reshus like the Rambam? And it really with this rameme pan all depends on your uh, hashgufa of golus But I will tell you that the debate of whether you need to get ma'ir in before chatsoyis lailah. Which remains a debate till today depends mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. If Mayr is Mamas like Shakris and mincha, it makes sense. You have to do it before this man. But uh, according to the Rambam, Mits yeah, you could do it the whole night. Another difference is <laughs> I didn't mean to I'll just uh, uh, No 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 you David could do. no, no 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 I didn't mean to I didn't mean I didn't I didn't, no, I didn't mean that at all. Hold on. Why did Abad with Mincha and <laughs> Mayrif time? That, that's but, so. whatever you yeah, because the ever one was Mashiach meant he wanted to combine the two uh, in a seamless uh, they would have mincha and night. Why? By the Deb, it wasn't, wasn't night. As I said, it wasn't the night. The sun didn't go down. Yeah. Exactly. The sun didn't set. The sun didn't set. Exactly. mincha and Your world. Yeah. And there was a guy in Crown Heights who was confined to a wheelchair. Nebuch, he never went to shul. He only went to 770 when mincha was late. Was the only time he went. He said, if the Deb is lifting everybody above time, I want to be there. It was, you know. <laughs> Then you had those that whenever the Rebbe davened late would make sure to daven mincha earlier, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but you had people that dafka went, the only time they went to 770, you know <laughs> and i will tell you that, for example, in Aruch, there's a din, if my of time, you come to shul, and you see the minions already, uh, ready, he's about to start Shmoen Esra, the Aloha very clearly says you should do Esra with the minion, and afterwards, you go back, and you do ma'yar v'rovim, you do k'rishma and k'rishma. And many Litvishers do that in the morning you wouldn't because in the morning you have to get be yeah. you want to get the goal you before the mm-hmm. But at night it's not so important. <coughs> and therefore many would flip it. It happens to be that the kafachaim, a big firdush Shaposik says you know you can't flip and therefore we actually rely on that and therefore in labavitch we don't flip even at night. You come late you come late and you start diving from the beginning. But what what's what's the reason that maiv is so different than shach that you could just you know, you could just flip it, do Mayav first and then the Kriyashma later. Mm-hmm. Toysus says, because Ma'ev is a Rishus. if Ma'ev itself is optional, how could there be an obligation to be How could you say, you have to say, go al Yisrael and then Sh'mayin if you don't even have to do the Sh'mayin Esser? Which means Toysus is also learning, like the Rambam Meshtiku, that, that Ma'ev still remains, Mayav still remains a little bit Rishus, And that's why in many shuls, by Mayav time, after you know, people will give an announcement. This and that, because to speak is not as it's not as critical. Before, uh, I'm not saying this is our minimum; yeah. it's not as critical because myriv, in a way, is a little bit rishus But that all depends on how misha'chist the person's mm-hmm. outlook is. The yeah, bigger the yeah. misha'chist, yeah. the more. What? Uh,